I give thanks to my God always for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Better parting words. No man could foresee himself than these. I give thanks to my God always for you. These words were not chosen by a priest with a heavy heart. They were chosen by God for us all to hear this day. They were chosen by divine providence, spoken through the mouth of our Holy Mother, the Church. I give thanks to my God always for you. Sometimes, always, it's best to let providence do the things that are hardest for us, trusting that he'll take care of the rest. But in the texts of today's Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the infinite wisdom of Holy Mother Church presents to us all a most important thing to hold on to at every moment. And yet, perhaps at this moment, is most important to represent to all of us in order that we may re-enkindle its fervent practice today. The lessons of the Holy Liturgy today, from beginning to end, and concentrated most succinctly in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, point all to one particular virtue that we all must grow each day in practicing. From the introit to the post-communion, every single text for today's Holy Liturgy is latent with this fundamental virtue. This fundamental virtue that in fact you will not see in the text of today's Holy Mass because it is profoundly the underpinning of all of the virtues. The virtue that Holy Mother Church wishes for us to understand today, which is the founding and bedrock of all other virtues to which we can aspire, is that fundamental virtue of humility. So humble is this virtue that its name is not even mentioned in the today's sacred texts. And yet every single one of these prayers points fundamentally to this as being the cornerstone of our souls, the cornerstone of our apostolate, the cornerstone of our institute. Humility is key. There are two phrases, two phrases that must become so co-natural to the Catholic soul Elevated by grace, confident in the mercy of Almighty God, and willing to live out that faith in charity each and every single day, in order that we may persevere until the end, where it is that we shall see humility incarnate 
the Holy Infant King face to face. Two phrases. The first we hear of in the epistle of today's Holy Mass. The first phrase that must become so co-natural to our souls is the most beautiful words, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Thank you is the phrase of humility that allows us to take that virtue and manifest it in our lives exteriorly for others to see yet imperceptibly for we never speak about our own humility we simply allow the fruits of that virtue to flourish in gratitude gratitude is the manifestation of humility that we can all share with each other every single day and that we are obliged to share and offer to God in our prayers each and every single moment of our lives. Thank you. There is nothing perhaps more beautiful to the human ear that touches more profoundly the human soul than a sincere thank you. We must try to practice this more often and more sincerely, recognizing and appreciating the things that each one of us do for each other in our daily lives. Acknowledging that, yes, I might be able to do something on my own. But given the limitations of time and space in my own human frailty, that someone else did it for me. And acknowledging that, simply to say, thank you. The world can often be a lonely place for those who never hear these words. And all throughout our lives, it is quite possible and quite common, in fact, that we should feel ourselves under that sort of dark cloud of oppression, of feeling alone, of feeling sad, and not knowing why. We believe wholeheartedly in the Incarnation. We believe in the one true Catholic faith. And we believe in all of the promises that our Lord Jesus Christ offers to us. Why should I be sad? And yet, there is something utterly unsatisfactory about simply being told that up here. When it is, my friends, that we may have that, that time of purification, that spiritual purifying that our Lord Jesus Christ allows in our souls because He loves us and He's trying to get us to understand and learn something that is so profound that no one could ever take it away until we get to heaven. Only in heaven will we see really the fulfillment of what it is that we aspire to here below. And so until then, we must persevere. We must continually renew those things which have a very short shelf life in this world below. Our gratitude must always be renewed. Just like our humility, just like our other virtues, just like our good resolutions, they must always be renewed. That's why we have daily consecration prayers in order that we may renew continually those words of love that we offer to Almighty God, just as we must renew those words of love 
to each other. Husbands and wives, the affection that you had for each other on that beautiful day of your wedding, never think for a moment that that does not need to be renewed daily, mutually. And despite what it is that one may think of the other and vice versa, that you both need to hear those words, thank you because they are the foundation of the Christian household. They are the foundation of the virtue of humility. If thank you is so important, we must understand and recognize that it is perhaps preceded by an even more important phrase that allows us to practice the virtue of humility in our daily lives. For we give thanks when it is that we receive something. What about when we have to ask for what we need most? The second phrase that we must all put into practice more and offer it with greater sincerity are the beautiful words, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These words open up the heart to be able to receive something that we require, each and every single one of us. We've all sinned and require the forgiveness of Almighty God. Let us never forget as well that we have offended each other and we require the forgiveness of our fellow man in order that the fabric of humanity may not slowly weaken and tear, but that it is reinforced with the armor of charity. To acknowledge one's wrong is a great act of humility. Humility being the foundation shooting forth and flowering into that great virtue of charity. Every flower, every little flower, bears a fruit of like kind. And in honor and anticipation of the feast of St. Therese of the Child Jesus, which we will celebrate a week from today, here at Holy Family Chapel, in the presence of the very child that she honored with her life, let us remember always that mercy is something that we require at every moment. As we pray in the collect for today's Holy Mass, let the exercise of thy compassion, we beseech thee, O Lord, direct our hearts, for without you, we are not able to please you. Without our Lord Jesus Christ, we are unable to please Him. And so, we pray for mercy. We pray for mercy when things are good. We pray for mercy when things are bad. We pray for mercy at every moment because it's that that keeps us faithful, just as it's that that gets us back on track when we've been unfaithful. And in that moment, 
those two words are our saving grace that he's planted in our hearts with that seed of charity and in the fertile ground of humility we allow them to flourish I'm sorry in the gospel for today's holy mass we see how powerful those words are those words uttered in faith that Jesus having compassion on a man stricken with palsy that is to say a form of paralysis a form of lethargy of sloth unable to do anything for himself and this physical manifestation of weakness is a spiritual analogy that analogy that strikes us all deep and how lazy we are for the things that matter most sloth my friends is a dangerous vice in those that are most at risk are in fact those who perhaps think of themselves being the most industrious or active remember sloth is a vice that sinks into our souls that makes us think more highly of the things of this world than the things of eternity sloth can grip us all in our desire to do good things but not for the best reason and in that we must always recognize the danger of that palsy that sinks into each and every single one of us always submitting ourselves humbly in likeness to our divine infant king to the will of his heavenly father that we acknowledge that everything that we've received has been a gift from him and the only words that should come out of our mouths is thank you and i'm sorry i've not been more grateful the gospel today shows us not only the healing power of god's merciful love for everyone who comes in faith to receive it but it also shows that our lord does not stop simply at you might say the spiritual and i'll explain certainly this most profound reality is not to be overlooked for even the pharisees and scribes themselves seem to be scandalized at this idea that jesus christ can forgive sins that is to say taking away the guilt that we have before god for what it is that we've done in the past our lord goes one step farther in fact he goes one step farther in humility because he knows that we cannot see the reality that was wrought in that soul stricken with the palsy he goes one step farther down the step to now perform a miracle that we can all see that tells you something about the infant king what he wishes to do for us all is not limited to something that simply is contained within your heart but that what is contained within your heart would flourish to the exterior to edify and baffle others precisely to make incarnate the very virtues that our lord wishes to give to us through his grace here at this apostolate 
the shrine of Christ the King, which by God's choice, not ours, is indeed the headquarters of the Institute of Christ the King, Sovereign Priest in the United States. It is the heart of this province that pumps blood into the other apostolates throughout the country. And when blood passes through the heart, the heart better be healthy in order that blood may go back better to where it came. Enriching the body, bringing joy to that which it now returns. And just as our Lord said, what is easier for me to say? Your sins are forgiven or get up and walk with me. Surge et ambulate. Get up and walk with Him. Walk with Him and know that He is giving you not only the grace but the company. That you are not alone. That you have each other and that strength and bond that you have surrounded surrounded by Him will give you what you need in order to continue on, not only in your own personal struggles and spiritual difficulties, not only within those very things that you perhaps question and wonder in your own families and homes, but putting all of that at the service of our Lord Himself, that you would be able to build a throne to humility incarnate, not far from where we stand right now. O little flock, you are not alone. And you are graced this very day by those from around this country that have come here today to honor the infant king, the cornerstone of our spiritual family. They do not belong to this parish, nor will they ever. They live in another part of the body. And yet they've come through here in order to honor the very cornerstone of our hearts, us all. Christ the King. He is King. And He comes first. And He has appointed all of you who are here on a more permanent basis to be the very ambassadors of those virtues of the Incarnation. So that when visitors pass through, they may know that this is simply not a beautiful piece of art that has a rather miraculous story, but that He looks kindly upon all who kneel before Him with merciful eyes, awaiting the words that we all owe to Him because of our transgressions. I'm sorry. And when He looks back into your eyes, you see the innocence of that little child, the son of the Blessed Virgin Mary. He will say to you the very phrase that we must have ready in our hearts when it is that we hear those humble words, I'm sorry, from others who have offended us those saving words that we all look forward to and long to hear in the confessional, we must be ready to repeat ourselves in our daily lives 
so that we may extend that virtue of forgiveness. Forgiveness also into the world we know is in so much need and that the Holy Infant King is asking you to be the ambassadors and the inaugurators of His reign of mercy. That phrase that we must all have ready to use and even in anticipation for that I'm sorry which may never come is that we have ready on our hearts the phrase I forgive you. I forgive you. I acknowledge your contrition and imperfect though it may be just like our Lord I forgive you and I ask no more questions. I simply wish to give you something that I received from Him. His mercy, His love, His forgiveness. And if I forgive you, is met most graciously, we must always then have the humility to turn around and say the first phrase, the first phrase of humility, thank you. Thank you. And when we receive thanks for something that we know that we did which was so small in the grand scheme of things that we understand and recognize the humility of the person that said those two words in acknowledgement of something that perhaps they could not have done themselves and see that you helped them to do thank you must always be returned with a most profound and gracious you're welcome you're welcome these two phrases and their corollaries can single-handedly restore Christian civilization when they are done firmly rooted in the faith of Jesus Christ because these two phrases are the most subtle and yet possibly prevalent practice of the virtue of humility, the very foundation of the Christian religion. Because God Himself humbled Himself to become a child, to become a child for each and every single one of you. And should you ever stray from giving back to our Lord what it is that he longs for, not, not in strict justice. For we can give nothing to God that He does not first give to us. But that He would have His arms out to you to receive whatever, whatever you do give. Knowing that if you look, if you seek appreciation, and gratitude for the sacrifices that you give each and every single day. Look into His eyes and see that He too wishes to tell you, thank you, thank you, and thank you.
in the very first words of today's Holy Mass. Da pacem Domine. Give peace, O Lord, to each and every single soul that looks into those eyes to find what we all need. That hole that's in our hearts that we try to fill with all sorts of superfluities, all sorts of vanities, all sorts of preoccupations, and that once they are gone, we are left now even more empty than before, for it created a deeper crater in our souls. The peace that we all long to have is only given by its prince. If we desire peace in every shape and form, it will start by giving honor to the Prince of Peace. And so, before parting, I simply wish to practice what I've tried to preach first to myself. From the bottom of my heart, Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for making the heart of a young priest know that he is needed and that he is appreciated. And thank you for always reminding me how selfish. I really am. There is nothing quite like fatherhood that makes a man understand that he is so self-absorbed. And when it is that you have to get outside of yourself to care for those that perhaps you don't even really recognize as your children just yet, thank you for that opportunity. And in like manner, because I am so selfish, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And if ever there was a word, a look, a thought, or anything that came from, from my eyes, from my hands, from my, from my mouth, that was anything less than what you should expect to come from Him, I'm sorry. And I ask you for forgiveness. Your prayers will help sustain me in my priesthood. Your prayers, your sacrifices, your fasting, all of these things that the body requires in order to stay healthy. Never underestimate what that does for those ordained to take Christ's place, at least at the altar. Thank you for your prayers. And I assure you of mine going forward. For as though we may not be physically in the same place, we will both honor and adore the same King wherever we go. So that when it is that we see Him face to face in the glories of heaven, we may look around and see that we are not alone. I thank my God every day for you. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.